This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, and I will not fight. TNT, I'm a power load. TNT, Andrea K. show tonight. I am loving that new intro. Pardon me while I laugh and enjoy that <laughs> as much as I just did. And thank you to Craig Sewing who made the suggestion that I do a little change to my to my intro. Still had to call out to my old buddy. This is Andrea K. by the way, the Andrea K. show. Had to call my old buddy Rick from the past station that I was at to, to ask him to lend his voice because even though I wanted to update the intro to reflect the dynamite, I still wanted to hear his voice every day. And you know who else I'm glad to have with me sharing this time from my old station is none other than Dijon Dillon. Hey. Hey. Whew, it's almost hump day. It's Tuesday. We're almost at the hump day. But you know what? I'm I'm having a great week. Such a great week already that I'm not even sure I want it to end. So thank you all for sharing this time with me. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Facebook. Andrea Kay. I'm also on Instagram. I know there's even other stuff coming up like Snapchat and all this kind of stuff, but I, I'm, I'm already too busy as it is. I don't even know if I'm interested in any of these other social media things. I've got my website, though, AndreaKayShow.com. I'm too old for that stuff. Who's too old? I'm not too old for Snapchat. No, I'm too old for that stuff. Like, what is Vine? Yo. I, I, you, the only Vine I know is the one that, I think there's a website that does really cool inspirational videos. So that's the only Vine I'm interested in. The rest of them, I don't even know. And, and I'm I'm barely dragging along some of my uh, longtime peeps even over to Twitter because they still don't even like the 140 uh, character limitations there. So <clears throat> speaking of limitations, and, and uh, I guess I need to tease out also before I even get into my open that we got Della B on the show today. So you're going to want to stay tuned. It's Tuesday. I don't have her on as much as I used to because she's a busy w- woman too. So she's going to be on because the Grammys were last night. But speaking of limitations, who was it who said, and I don't remember who, who the philosopher was or politician, whoever it was who said, that if you want to see who rules over you, Pay attention to who you're not allowed to criticize. And I got to thinking about that because huge stories going on today in the political world. Um, Instead of some of the biggest issues we face, although this is kind of related to some of the biggest issues we face, but it's all about Trump's criticisms of Bush in the news today as we're going into the South Carolina and Nevada primaries. It's getting low down in the low country involving all the GOP, which tends to happen. It tends to get a little low when they go low country into South Carolina. Isn't that right? Former President Bush, back in 2000. You want to talk about criticism? You want to talk about some low blows? I think that was a little bit of that going on with you back in the day in 2000 in South Carolina. Um, 
but whether or not you agree with Trump's criticisms of W and his presidency and specific to the war in Iraq and, and war on terror, why is the pushback seeming to me, as I'm listening to the news, at least what I've heard so far, why is the pushback more about the outrage simply because he dared to criticize W instead of discussing the merits of the issue? Oh my gosh, he's he's bringing up the Iraq war. We can't discuss that. He's dividing the GOP by talking about the Iraq war. Well, who do you think's talking about the Iraq war? Hillary and Bernie. They're talking about the Iraq war. You don't think it's going to come up with them? I even heard one of my favorite broadcasters on, on, on this morning <clears throat> talking about he dared to criticize a revered president. Revered to whom? See, I have long said, first of all, I don't, I, I, part of the issue that we have in America today or had going into, because this is unlike any other general election year we've had, but part of the problem that we have gotten into as Americans is revering politicians. These are supposed to be employees of America and nothing more. We should be giving them performance reviews on a regular basis and holding their feet to the fire. Instead of it's like an automatic renewal every time their, their term comes up. We should be, we should be encouraged to criticize. What is this revered? Revered to whom? I don't think that I'm one of the few people out there that is an equal opportunity criticizer. And I've said that from the beginning about my show, because I don't think that, you know, whether you're W or whether you're talking about anybody else, you know what, W, you're a human being like everybody else. And that means that you're flawed. That means you make mistakes. That means you made mistakes during your presidency. And, and we all need to learn from those mistakes. Now, I'm not talking about criticisms coming in the form of character assassinations and, and, and expressed in a way that is disrespectful or dishonorable. You know I'm not about that. But you know that I am about open and honest criticism. I think that we need to advocate for ideas instead of individuals. And I tell you something else, President Bush and anybody out there who's upset at Trump, not because of the merits, because I'm really willing to open, because I don't think that Bush was responsible for what happened on 9-11. So we can maybe even talk about the merits of, of his criticism. But let me tell you something to those out there who, who are only angry because he dared to criticize, quote, a revered president. I did not put my, I did not in the past, nor will I ever put my hand over my heart and pledge allegiance to any policy office holder in the land. I pledge my allegiance to America and to the U.S. Constitution, not any particular politician. And in fact, you know, Trump is in, part, in lead in part because it's become obvious to all the voters, Republican as well as Democrat, that the GOP and the Washington establishment, they're the ruling class. They become the ruling class. And, and, and the citizens, we're just, we're just their subjects. How else can you explain why they all made promises that none of them have, have kept, particularly after 2014? And I think that the GOP is just as angry at the voters who have decided to thumb their nose at the GOP and the establishment as they are as Trump. You know, they want to talk about, you know, the voters. They treat us and, and speak to us like we're children who are rebelling, like we're a bunch of brats that aren't, that aren't towing the parents' line. I say to the GOP establishment stomping their feet and having a temper tantrum because there's somebody out there that's not towing their line. And had they done their job, you want to, let's talk about being an adult and accepting responsibility. Bush needs to accept responsibility for any mistakes that happened during his presidency. And you know what? It's interesting, Trump, to use the word rain, by the way. Because I've already talked about how, you know, they act like they're the ruling class. Well, Bush is, was not a ruler any more than Obama. 
He's a human being and he's an adult. He needs to accept responsibility for his actions. And the GOP is directly responsible for the rise of Trump. Because had they done their job, he would not be where he is in the lead. There's no trust. And Ted Cruz, unfortunately, who I think is dead on with policy, he's got, he's got his campaign right now, Trust Ted. There's no trust anymore in the Republican Party and the GOP. There's no trust. And they need to accept responsibility for why there's no trust in them. <clears throat> so the Bush family, 43 and all the rest of them, Karl Rove and even Dick Cheney, who I still have Mondo respect for, they all can spare me their indignation and be honest enough to admit that they're, they've made mistakes. <clears throat> you know, and some of it could be, the thing about criticism and, and assessment could be, you know, so much of that was about my corporate sales career. I never came out of a sales call where I did not sit down and self-assess. What did I do well? What's my areas of opportunity? And that even included if I made the sale. Because you can't get better. You can't stay on top if you're not willing to do that. And I treasure the times I could bring in people with me on sales calls who could bring their own fresh eyes to the situation and give me assessment. I resent anybody who's not willing to hear any honest critique of, of their, their performance. There's lessons to be learned from Iraq. And one of the lessons was, since it was part one of the Arab Spring, was that democracy is not the solution to terror because the lack of democracy is not the problem with Islam. Islam is the problem with Islam. And Bush and the GOP is continuing to prove that they don't understand that. What's their response to Trump's criticism? It's to double down on the refusal to name the enemy for what it is. 43, W and Jeb actually went on Hannity and... What did W say? He said the lessons of 9-11 involve, quote, the human condition and fighting a group of thugs. Didn't that just prove it all right there? First of all, it proves a couple of things. I said from the beginning, I don't think that Trump was ab correct when he said that there was no WMD, Bush lied, people died. But I don't think that he was completely honest with the American people in his reasons for going to Iraq. I said at the beginning, I produced a documentary around the concept that, that it was really about his belief. And at the time, I was open to the concept. That's why I did the documentary. It was about exploring Islam and exploring whether or not it, it was a, a, a human condition issue with which if they were just given a taste of democracy and free capitalism, would they embrace that and reject Islam? And it was through the course of my exploration and, and through the results of Iraq that we can see that it doesn't work. Then you add in the Arab Spring on top of it. And, and oh, by the way, how many, you look at Saudi Arabia, look at the incredible wealth that is involved with radical Islam and Islam itself. It's not, and, and how many of them are here, have been here, practically own the Ivy League. This isn't about the fact that they've never been ex exposed to the beauty of freedom and democracy and free markets and capitalism. Not at all. And then he goes on to say, oh, we got to do what we can to, to fight this, fighting a group of thugs. How any different is that than Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, who also had complete denial about the ideology, which is the real issue that we face. This is not a criminal investigation that needs to be handed over to local law enforcement. This is not a law enforcement issue. But I'm glad this has come up. Because I think it really proves the problem with the GOP establishment and what's really going on here with them. 
Also, of course, it proves why Jeb absolutely has no business stepping into the White House. But why am I not hearing anybody else, instead of instead of Cruz or Rubio or any of the rest, just defending Bush? How about we have a conversation about the fact of what went wrong in Iraq? Yes, once the surge started, they were able to get things under control. But the underlying premise for why he went, which was the philosophy and the mindset that there's nothing wrong with Islam... The problem is a law enforcement issue or a human condition, it, human condition issue cannot be the mindset going forward in fighting the terrorist threat that we face. It cannot be. And I am looking for the only one so far of the, of the GOP presidential candidates who's been willing to name the enemy in its location was Donald Trump. Now, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to pick this up on the other side. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, La Vida specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVidaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Convenient, homestyle recipes, and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together. That's right. We got our thing together. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. It's so nice. I it's mean, really, when you really sit and think about it. Oh, yeah, when, really when you sit and think nice. about it. Andrea K's always right. Right, Barry? <laughs> I'm so glad to have uh, this time to share with you guys tonight. I wish I had more nights this week on the Andrea K Show because we're it's getting low down in the low country in South Carolina coming up this weekend. And I just think it's going to even get more fun as we get into this because it always gets low. Before the break, I was talking about uh, the low blows that Trump is supposedly leveling against Bush. And, you know, Bush has a history of being a little low himself in South Carolina and how I really don't like people that can't hear any honest criticism about their performance. And there's much to be leveled in Bush's, in Bush's way. And here to help me break down all of it 
is a well-known Trump supporter, and I'm really curious to see what he's thinking about the pushback against Trump on his criticisms of Bush. It's none other than Ernie White from Ernie White Media. Hey, Ernie. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, So, I was saying before the break that whether or not people agree with Trump's criticism, and I don't know whether or not you agree with his criticisms of President Bush in terms of what he did in, in the war on terror with Iraq, as well as the fact that Trump is, is actually basically also blaming him for the fact that 9-11 happened on his watch. I say that there's a lot of criticism that can go Bush's way in terms of the Iraq war and the decision to go there, but whether or not you even agree with Trump's criticisms, too much of the pushback against him, if not all of it, in my opinion, seems to be just about how dare Donald Trump criticize what Rush called this morning the revered president. Well, I don't revere him. I don't revere any politician, Ernie. These are employees of the people. What are we doing being told we can't criticize one and they're to be revered? What are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, Donald Trump is being attacked by everybody. He's being attacked by the full establishment of the Republican Party. And that means we're talking about the party leaders from the top to the bottom are attacking Donald Trump. That's why you heard all the boos in the audience, because those weren't the people of America. Those were the Republican establishment groups of donors that were sitting in that audience. And that's what Bush represents. So Trump, what he's doing is he's taking care of business before Bush gets out there on the trail. He's just trying to lay some groundwork like, hey, you know what? I'm not scared of you. Uh, your brother already brought out his mother to come after me. Right Now he's bringing out his presidential brother. I guess his presidential dad will be next. Oh, but what Lord. Trump is showing is this is just the establishment. Mm-hmm. This is what the people are tired of. And if you accept this, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get an establishment nominee at the convention. And Trump is trying to warn us, just like Bernie Sanders is trying to warn uh, the Democrats on the other side. Yeah, and I will tell you that one of the things that I, and you're so right on about the establishment, because the pushback is... The reason why the pushback on him is not on substance, but just on the fact of how dare he criticizes, because the establishment is resentful. And I said this in my open. They are not only angry and resentful at Trump for busting their groove in terms of getting their next establishment guy in the lead, which I think is clearly everybody knows is Rubio. Um, But they're just as angry at anybody out there, Ernie, who isn't on board and willing to toe the line of the establishment once again. That's why they're using language like the voters are rebelling, which to me is so patronizing. It's basically telling us that we're the children and we just need to, to shut up and eat our vegetables that they're trying to shove down us. And they're really the ones that are really stomping their feet and having a temper tantrum, which is why they loaded the theater with Rubio people in order to create some theater and try to make people think that Cruz and Trump are persona non grata in South Carolina. They're basically trying to control the outcome. And Trump is basically willing to do what nobody else in the Republican Party is willing to do. He's willing to blame the establishment for their failures. Where I wish Trump would even go a step further is instead of just saying 9-11 happened on his watch or he went into Iraq for the wrong reasons, he did go into Iraq for the wrong reasons, Ernie. I believe he went to Iraq under the cover of WMD, which most people agree ended up being transferred to Syria. And under the fact that the UN resolutions were violated, I think he went under those cover 
under those as cover, but he really believed, and he basically confirmed it last night on Hannity, that the issue is not Islam. There's nothing wrong with Islam. That these people over there, they're just poor people who've never had an opportunity to experience democracy. And if we'll just lose five, you know, throw our military in there without even enough, by the way, initially, uh, they'll be just so thrilled to have us there that, you know, sky will be, you know, the clouds will part and everything will be rosy and sunny. And that's not the truth. That's not the case with Islam. He is a liberal as much as Obama when it comes to, and so is the establishment when it comes to radical Islam. And that's where I think think Trump should take the conversation. Well, you know, the establishment also knows that when we went to war in Iraq, all the establishment donors made money. I mean, that was the deal. Once we went to war, there was so much money to be made, so much money to be made for uh, just about every, you know, Halliburton, everybody made money off of that war. That's what that was all about. And Trump, again, you know, you don't have to like the guy. And I'm trying to tell people, especially the minorities that I talk to, who are afraid to vote Republican, I'm saying, I'm not asking you to vote Republican. I'm asking you to consider Donald Trump someone who is standing up against the establishment, someone standing up against the establishment to the point that you've never seen it before. And it takes guts to do it because you're hated by everybody. Mm -hmm. You're hated by your friends. You're hated by the establishment. You're hated by the business people. You're hated by the Democrats. You have no friends, which means you don't care. You've got one goal. You're trying to get something done. The establishment, let's be honest, we have bylaws in the establishment. We have rules and regulations on how we like to do things. It's like the Gestapo. It is like Russia, old Russia, where if you don't follow the rules, you're out. And that's mm-hmm. going to be one of the tricks that I believe the establishment is going to pull. They're going to pull a trick on Trump during the convention. Mm-hmm. They do not want him to have that nomination. They do not want him to have it. No, they don't want him to have it. And, you know, my question is, um, what's, oh, I, I'm not sure that it's really clear to me in terms of what a brokered convention is and what kind of shenanigans they can really attempt to pull off because I'm not really an expert in the bylaws. I think that I I think that the GOP establishment being the bullies that they are, their tactics are just like uh, the DNC. I think that oftentimes they'll you punch a bully back and they back down. So I'm not really sure that they're going to try to if if Trump wins the delegates free and clear in in these I think they're trying to pull all their shenanigans now because I don't think they even have the guts that if he wins the nomination to try to pull anything at the convention. I don't think that they do. Um, well, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm a part of the establishment. I'm an elected official, and I've actually been a delegate for a few years now. And I can tell you right now that the numbers are stacked against me 99 to 1. They do not want Trump. We do have bylaws. And if you do not follow our bylaws to the T, uh, we can decide not to give you any delegates. And there will be a delegate war on that floor. And this is what the inside is saying. If Trump doesn't come out with at least 51% of the delegates, then we will have a delegate war on the floor And I'm going to tell you right now that delegate war is not going to go in favor of Trump because that audience that you heard booing him was actually loaded with some of the delegates. So you can see exactly where he's going to be at 
just by looking at that audience. That's right. what your delegates look like, and that's why the Republican Party is having so much trouble getting people to join the party, because yeah. that's who's representing you. But do you think that, that those, t- t- using my theory of the bullies, do you really think that they've got the guts because they pull that? And they will, they're guaranteed a loss. So basically what they would be doing, because I won't go and vote Republican. I'll tell you right now, they pull that crap at the convention and there's going to be a whole lot of people like me that are going to say, never again will I vote Republican. At that point, I will follow Donald Trump to a third party just on principle. But, then, because, you know, but at least the Republican Party doesn't lose their club. And you got to remember, we are a private club. We, we are not some American, uh, whatever you want to call us. We are a private club. And Trump is disrupting the activities of the club. We meet once a month, and that's in every county. We have little central committees where we're all elected, and we make up full Republican Party. This is where your delegates come from. It comes from us. We are your delegates, and we are a club. And if Trump doesn't do what the club wants him to do, then he will be punished by the club, and the club doesn't care if we win or lose the election, Hillary's good enough for the club because business will continue as, as usual. All of the donors that Trump has talked about will still get their money as usual. So, again, you have to break up this club, break up the establishment, which is this club from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. You've got to break it up, and that's what Trump is doing. And, yes, we will broker that convention, and we will not give it to them because we don't care about Trump winning. I do, but the establishment could care less about Trump because they don't want the whole club to be ruined by a guy who simply doesn't seem to respect the club. So what do you recommend we do as Republican voters right now? What can we do to tell them right now or to try to gain control and and break up this little club and say, you know what, all y'all sitting around in your little club with your cigars and, and sipping on your port, we ain't going along with your plan. How did you know about the cigars and the port? <laughs> that's... You, you've been there because that's exactly what happens at the end of the meeting. It's cigars and it's port. And the way you do it, the way you break this up, or at least the way you sound the alarm, is just like we're doing right now. We've, number one, if you're going to vote for Trump, you vote hard for Trump. You make sure he's got a landslide. You make sure he gets all of the delegates that he's supposed to get, and then you let the GOP know that if there's any shenanigans, they are done. They're going to be toast on the local level. The GOP is pretty sure that we are going to win our elections on the local level, that we're going to win our, uh, our local city councils, we're going to win our local Congress, we'll win our local assembly-type elections. So as long as we keep winning all of those, we really don't care what you think about us when it comes to the presidential election. You've got to let us know that we will pull out of all of them, mm-hmm. and you'll be on your own. Good luck. Or, or worse yet, you may to tell them you're going to vote for the Democrat or anybody but the above. Yeah, That's See, the only way they'll listen to you. Absolutely. Well, I love it. Ernie, thanks so much for being here. How can people learn more about you and your genius? And, and who knew you were an elected official? Oh, yeah. Who knew? Well, you can always go to Ernie White Media. That's E-R-N-I-E, ErnieWhiteMedia.com. That's my site, and you can find out where I'm going to be and things like that. All and right. hopefully I'll be just hanging out with you and, and stuff like that. Oh, awesome. Now, are there, are there any images of you sucking on a, puffing on a cigar, sipping port? 
I don't well, no, have no. any of those there right you, now. You keep that you know under wraps, what? right? The next meeting, I'll make sure I stick one up there. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here, Ernie. Have a great night. All right, Andrea. All right. Bye-bye now. Whew. We need to take control back from the club. Because, see, they're all sitting around inside their little clubhouse acting like we're like the janitorial staff. And it can't happen anymore. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about another little club, a little elitist club up in La La in Hollywood. we got Della B coming back. I'm so Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today 877-749-3533. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. happened to diana ross hmm. i wonder what ever happened to her she put out some good music back in the day but then i heard i think i heard something about her falling into some some struggles down in arizona hey this is the andrea k show glad to have you all here with me tonight just enjoying myself great interesting uh topic with ernie white uh, about the broker convention he's got the inside scoop in terms of um what is likely to happen or what he expects to happen because basically that's what the the gop establishment is saying is going to happen so ooh, y'all know what that music means she's back it's been too long hey baby hey della b hey baby Woo! All right. Um, we were talking before the break. I was talking with my guy Ernie White, and he was talking about the club known as the Republican Establishment. How they sitting around plotting all kinds of political stuff. Are they old white men? The, yeah, they're old white men. Except Ernie ain't. So they're all sitting around puffing on cigars and sipping port. And it reminded me of another little elitist political club up in Hollywood. Oh, I know, I know. Well, they had a meeting the other night. It Did was they? called the Grammys. Oh, okay. But, you know, well, there were some interesting moments. Yeah. But, you know, I don't really care that much about the music or who gets the awards. You know, it's all about who shows up and do they say something or do something or and, whatever. And I found the moment. Oh. I'm madly, I'm madly in love. <gasps> madly. With, with who? I'm madly in love with Gary Sinise. Oh. oh. What? Oh now, God. first of all, I, when I think of the Grammys, which is like the number one music award show, I don't think of Gary Sinise. What was he well, doing there? 
that's what's so interesting about Gary Sinise. And, you know, I just love it when I, when I, you know, I hit on a person and then I start to do my research and I find out some nuggets that are just like it's a gold mine. Mm-hmm. Gary Sinise has actually got a band. It's called the Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan Band. Who knew, right? <laughs> that's so cute. Oh, it's not cute, honey. He has done 400 concerts. And do you know what he does his concerts for? He does concerts for the military and the first responders. Wow. 400 concerts he has done with the Lieutenant Dan Band. He will do 16 USO shows this year alone. I didn't even know the USO was still around. I mean, I I hear, think USO, I think of Bob Hope. Uh, no, I mean, they're still out there, they, you know, entertaining our troops. And, you know, I don't know why we don't hear more about them. You know, we, in, the, in the 60s, we had the great USO shows, and, and you wanted to watch them and, you know, see the entertainment and see the troops, you know, having that, you know, that entertainment and the levity, and then they'd surprise them with their family members. It was really, you know, a great American television thing. Uh, maybe we should have some more USO shows. Maybe we could connect, the people connect with, you know, our service people a little bit more. But, yeah, Gary Sinise, he was just in San Diego uh, at the Naval Hospital and performed um, there last week. Oh, um, dang he, it. He, I'm going to have to get him on the, the yeah. Andrea Kay show. So what was he doing on the Grammys? Well, he was he was uh, doing uh, a presentation, um, an award for the best country album of the year, which went to uh, Chris Stapleton for his his uh, album Traveler. But he said before he made the, that, he gets up on the stage. He's got the beautiful new artist Cam with him, and he says, "I want to take one brief second to send a special thank you and shout out to the men and women serving our country around the world who are, who are in harm's way." Aww. He has the Gary Sinise Foundation um, currently working on the Lieutenant Dan Band for Good documentary that talks about everything he does. He's raising money. And this is what he had to say, which is why I fell in love with him. If we are going to have volunteers go in service to our country and go to dangerous places, we have to take care of them before the battle, during the battle, and after the battle. Wow. That almost makes me cry. I know. Wow. You know what a patriot! I I mean, and you know what I gotta say, I'm kind of shocked the Grammys invited him because you know patriotism. I mean, people were shocked by Lady Gaga's performance at the Super Bowl because we she killed it. Yeah, she killed it, and she did it with heart. It it she it was a genuine emotion, and so I'm glad to see that there are some musicians as well as is music. Um, uh, musical, you know, establishments, you know, like people. the like the awards that right. that would actually honor him and bring him there. So I, I'm surprised well, and pleasantly so. I don't know that Gary Sinise has actually come out and endorsed anybody, but I'm pretty certain it wouldn't be for Bernie Sanders, who is responsible for the Veterans Administration issues that we've had who he was over the veterans administration there in the senate right um, yeah and in fact he was a veteran right okay. and yeah yeah I, I cannot imagine any one who's ever had anybody in the military in their family particularly you know during these times or or even before because we've got our, our vietnam vets that are dying because they're not getting care um supporting bernie sanders and in fact he was asked at the debate what would be the one government and uh, you know agency or department that he would cut and he said defense <laughs> military you cannot i don't care the, what you think about you know so you cannot if you care about the military vote for bernie sanders bottom line what else stood out for you at the grammys Space alien anyway uh okay well there was another little gathering of the elite that the, the a-listers at the bafta which is the british academy awards and it was tom cruise who showed up 
I don't know what happened to his face. <gasps> it was like frozen forehead oh, no. and the brows were lifted. Oh, like no. Walnut stuffed in his cheek. If they hadn't already made the biography of, of Liberace, I would have said he was in pre-production. <laughs> But, you know, Michael Douglas already played him. That's Maybe right. Maybe play the younger version. I don't know. I uh, don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, you, I know. He's wow. ready. He's pre-production on a, on a, a new version of the, mom, uh, the Mummy. They've got... They've well, there you go. Oh, it sounds oh, like he was mummified. Maybe he's playing the Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and they're going to do Mission Impossible 6. What happened to the chiseled good looks? Yeah. Like they took a turkey baster and wrestling and... <laughs> Filled it all in. And some bad Botox. I don't understand when, I mean, these celebrities on his level, I mean, he's got hundreds of millions of dollars at his disposal. He does not have to get bad work. He does not have to go to who Priscilla Presley went to. Okay, uh, or it, Renee Zellweger, or, yeah, or what you know who was, or, or the country singer, or or Rogers. or Meg Ryan. I mean, come on, there's great work out oh, there. There's no, okay. and you know what? If you go and you get, and, and there's also a little downtime, Tom. I don't know if anybody told you, okay, but you know, maybe give a few, maybe give a couple of weeks if you've had a lot of work done to let your face settle down. I mean, didn't we all see what happened with um, on um, Real Housewives of Orange County when Vicky came back too soon on the cameras after? Oh. She'd had the chin implant. You know, come on. Miss Piggy. Okay, but anyway, you know, here's here's my thoughts, and this is controversial. How about a little graceful aging? I like a little wisdom in a face. Give me, give me some chiseled age on you. It might be a new trend. I mean, yeah. You know, well, you know, I, actually, I, that I'm trend was that. before. I mean, women have been saying Sean Connery. Okay, oh my we God. love Sean Connery, don't sexy even, dude, oh. and and Ed Harris. You oh, don't even yeah. need to have hair to oh, be baby. hot. Okay, Ugh. you can be aging and be hot. Okay, know. It, you know, it, know, it's one thing for women to do it, and but it seems as though the women in Hollywood have kind of figured out how to do it well. And if you, you know, there because you cannot be looking like Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston like they are at their ages without having some work done, but they look amazing. They don't look know. weird. Nobody's nobody's asking if they're doing a biopic on Liberace. Do you know that my icon for for the coming years is Helen Mirren? Mm, you know mm-hmm. she's got the she's got the age on her face. You yeah, know, and she's beautiful, captivating about her. Yeah, and, and sexy know, and hot. She seems like a real person too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, because well, you know what? It doesn't necessarily make you look younger. It just makes you look weird. <laughs> Don't look weird. That's the message from Della today. Don't That's look right. weird. Don't okay. look weird. Who did, who, now, before you go, who else looked weird in the Grammys uh, last night? Anybody Kanye, look well, weird? I, I, at the, well, Adele had something go on, and, and I, apparently we have proof that she doesn't, she doesn't lip sync you know, to her music because uh, some mics fell into the piano and it got off, and mm-hmm. she decided, you know, screw it, and she went to get an In-N-Out burger. Or you know what? Maybe it's somebody like me that's really worn out on Adele right now and pulled the plug because if I hear that song <laughs> hello one more time i'm gonna pull the plug on myself i'm gonna like jab myself in the brain with a pen because i can't listen to adele anymore who else look weird before we gotta go well weird but not necessarily at the grammys this time is kanye west who's revealed that he owes 53 million dollars and he wants he wants uh mark zuckerberg uh owner of facebook to give him a billion so that he can bring his beautiful ideas into the world (laughs) 
You know what I want to see? I want to see a reality show. I'd watch it every day of the week. Kanye, Kim, North, and the Saint. That's their two little babies. Mm -hmm. In the projects, living on a projects budget for one year. Yeah. You know what? I would tune in to see that. I would tune in to see that. But you know what? They won't do it. Oh, no. no, they won't because they're not. not they're even not for fifty-three million. No, no, exactly. They uh, just want somebody to give it to them. Well, yeah. So that tells me they're voting Sanders, right? So you know they they they're well, going to. They vo- can get a small loan of a million dollars from Trump. Well, Trump ain't loaning. Trump ain't loaning them people any any dough. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. No, Trump made his own kids have to earn their own way. You know, they had to go to school and they had to work and that's why they're successful. Okay. He didn't follow this. You know, I'm going to run up a $53 million bill, putting out some bad clothing and really bad music. After and after showing my hiney, yeah. After showing my hiney at an award show, grabbing the mic from Taylor Swift. Okay, that does. That's why he's run up fifty three million because people are tired of him. Okay, they don't want to buy year, any of his way. crap. What's that? She won album of the year, by the way. Yeah, and you know she I deserved. She's getting a little snicker snicker on Kanye. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I, I I thought I heard a clip that that her her acceptance speech was kind of a jab at him. But you know, he 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 could he maybe if he was smart, he would actually be asking her for a loan and you know apologizing and you know trying to make amends with her because she's rolling in the dough. Mm-hmm. Deep. She Speaking is. of Adele, she's rolling in the deep, the she's deep dough that in is. The deep. Her all acceptance right. speech was good, though. It was actually all about like feminine empowerment. Things right, like that. but and but I heard that when she what she was referring to, she was like, "Don't let anybody try to steal your fame. Don't let anybody try to tell you you're whatever." She was referring to Kanye. You know, yeah. she's and you know what? It just goes to show she stayed in her lane. She worked hard. She's like a good conservative. She worked hard. She has been working her hiney off since she was thirteen or fourteen. She's like the hardest working girl with the biggest heart of anybody supposedly in the music industry. He has shown what a jack wagon he is from day one. Who's 53 mils in debt and who's riding high? Okay. Lesson learned. Consider yourself schooled, Kanye. Yep. And he doesn't want, we need to stop talking about this because he doesn't want no more white people talking about black music. Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, Kanye? We're happy to not talk about you and your music. No mo. Okay. Love you, Della. Love you. All right. Have a good day. Whew. Della gets me fired. We covered it all, didn't we? She and I covered the military. We covered bad cosmetic work. And we covered women empowerment. All right. When we take a break, we're going to come right back. We got more Andrea K. Show on the other side of the break. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's flying. This also known as a buster. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. 
I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen & Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen & Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657333. Miramar Kitchen you're listening to the Andrea K show on AM 1170 the answer mm. ain't nobody baby in case y'all didn't recognize that that's ain't nobody by Shaka Khan oh I guess I'm not allowed to talk about black people music, right? Isn't that what Della said before the break? According to Kanye, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Listen, I was like the only white girl in the deep South that only listened to black music when I was growing up. I was raised on Motown, okay? I talk about what I want to talk about. It's gotten so ridiculous. White people can't even talk about black music. I am Shaka, okay? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am every woman, okay? Now, speak. we were also talking to Adele about women's empowerment, and I was loving that Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. I'm every woman, baby. There's Shaka. But during the break, actually, Dylan, you were telling me about uh, another a tribute that happened in the Grammys that you thought was amazing. Gaga's Bowie tribute was just phenomenal. What it made was, it so phenomenal? For, because not everybody, not everybody of today's generation even appreciates Bowie. Well, they would be wrong. Well, yeah, because Bowie was a genius. But I, it, she just she did a really good job with every. She did a whole medley of a bunch of his songs and it plastered his face all did over. Did she do the just dance? Put on your red shoes and she dance did. the blues. She did do that. Oh, awesome. She did so many, and she like her vocal technique was on point with him. Everything about it, I just absolutely loved, and I think... She's truly a musical genius, and I'm glad yeah. that people are starting to hear and recognize her vocal talents, because she kind of went off the rails with so much shtick that it kind of detracted from her actual musical genius the first time i ever saw her in american idol i had never even heard of her before she came out and did an acapella paparazzi uh, poker face and it was like who is this i mean her musical chops are amazing but her shtick worked really well for the bowie tribute because she got to do the dressing funky she did right. the red hair Right. It was awesome. But she is an amazing musician. Did you catch her national anthem at the Super Bowl? Absolutely. And so good. she is incredibly talented all the way around. And I'm just, you know, glad that, you know, she, I mean, the meat dress kind of threw people off. And she's had some, like, like all musical geniuses, she's had some songs that really didn't hit the mark. But speaking of women's empowerment, you know, I started the show by talking about, um, I'm going to do my best to segue from the music industry back into some serious topics. But before the break, I was uh, actually at the top of the show, I was talking about the criticisms of President Bush and the Iraq war. And I think at the heart of it and where I would really like to see the discussion go is the reason why I think that Bush did not do all he could do. And whether we're talking about the Iraq war specifically or in general in the war on terrorists, because he doesn't recognize the enemy either. He still thinks it's it's a law enforcement issue. And a human condition issue. He doubled down on it last night. He's the one who started bringing the refugees here. He's the one who actually brought to an interfaith conference 
an imam from a mosque with terrorist ties. So we're talking about women's empowerment with Della B. You know, we got the left that's continuing to cozy up to an ideology that hates women. And we're talking about present day. We're talking about the human condition of Islam is to subjugate children and women and anybody they consider an infidel under complete control. Your property, including your life, is subject to the taking. Starbucks, we were talking about Okanye wants to, you know... um, borrow some money from Facebook. Well, Facebook and Starbucks, all these big liberal owned, huge organizations like Starbucks. Remember, didn't they say something? I think it was a while back. Starbucks had said, hey, you know, if you're anti-Planned Parenthood or if you're anti-gay marriage, you know, don't come into our stores. Really, Starbucks? Well, I guess uh, Tammy Bruce has a great article that she's written. um, I think it's on, you can go to her website and find it. Um, but it's about uh, Starbucks in Saudi Arabia and how you can go to, to the Starbucks. Now here, they're telling Americans, don't come into an American Starbucks if you're anti-gay marriage. Well, they, what is Islam about? Death to homosexuals. In Saudi Arabia, it's a death sentence to be gay. What does Starbucks do? They go open up shop in Saudi Arabia. And this, this article is so well written. It says you want to go into, into Starbucks, you can go in there and with your latte, you can get a heaping, steaming pile of gender apartheid. They actually have told women, they told one woman, we're not going to serve you. This woman who says, um, Menar M, I guess, um, whoever that is, she tweeted out that the Starbucks store in Riyadh refused to serve me just because I'm a woman and asked me to send a man instead. This is Islam. Islam is also the criminal thugs that Bush talked about, throwing gay people off of roofs. That's Islam. That's what we need to be talking about. President Bush needs to get off his high horse and his indignation that somebody's criticizing him and start putting the criticism where it belongs. He's just as liberal with his mindset I mean, it's, you know, the mindset of, oh, they hate us just because they've never been exposed to democracy. That's the same liberal mindset that said that if you're for traditional marriage, you just never knew a gay person. And once you know a gay person, once you meet a gay person, oh, then suddenly, you know, your, your, whatever your belief system is as a Christian or whatever is no longer going to be valid. You're just stupid, in other words, or ignorant or illiterate. It's a complete devaluation of somebody else's values. And that's where Trump and, and Cruz needs to hit Bush on. We cannot win the general election. Also, if we're not only not willing to criticize our own, but if we're not willing to hit really hard against Hillary, the establishment, like Ernie White was talking about, they want to maintain the status quo, even if it means literally losing to Hillary Clinton. And we have got to have a true outsider from the establishment. And I'm still not hearing enough from Cruz. I am undecided. And I am not hearing enough from Cruz to prove to me that he's willing to take the fight. I know Rubio isn't because Rubio, while I agreed with him that I was happier, I guess, at the time that Bush took over the presidency than Al Gore, the more distance I have from from the Bush presidency, the more I see very little daylight between him and the Obama presidency. It was Bush who brought us the refugees here. It was Bush, like I described, who, you know, basically he started the Arab Spring. What's the difference between what we did in Iraq versus what we did in Libya and Egypt? I guess that was more of an air campaign instead of boots on the ground. You know, but then, you know, Obama pulled the boots out in in um, Iraq. 
which made things even worse. So they're both equally to blame, you know, for what happened on Iraq. So I'm not, but ultimately, neither one of them is seeing the enemy for what they are. Bush gave us the auto bailout, the Wall Street bailout. Bush was a part of the the left policymaking that created the housing bubble. That was all Bush loved to brag about. You know, cha- uh, you know, Rove came out and said, oh, we tried to do something about that Fannie Mae situation. He went around bragging about how minority homeownership was the highest it had ever been under his presidency. He did very little by way of, of rolling back regulations that are stifling and, and set up the stage for the recession that happened. Did, did Obama double down on all that stuff? Yeah. But the reality is, is President Bush successfully showed a blueprint of how to run as president as a conservative, but he governed like, governed like a liberal. And shame on anybody that's going to get angry at me for saying it. He's not revered as a president. We've got to get honest about the issues that we have and that they're, both parties have played a role in it. Just focus on the issues and come up with solutions. And I am looking for somebody who's willing to point the finger at everybody, and especially the establishments on both sides. And just Cruz calling it the Washington cartel, he keeps using that, and it's not resonating. It's kind of like one of those catchphrases of leading from behind. That doesn't, it just doesn't mean, it doesn't resonate with people. You know, Cruz needs to get a little bit better at, at, at punching harder at the establishment in a way that resonates, because as well as, you know, Hillary and the Democrat Party. And I have, I'm not hearing from Cruz enough about the issue of radical Islam. I am concerned. His, all of his focus on immigration is to bash Rubio for the Gang of Eight and Amnesty. True. Absolutely. Yes, Trump you know, showed some support to Planned Parenthood that I absolutely disagreed with. Absolutely. But you know what? These hardcore conservatives in the Republican Party funded it. I am not going to get everything that I want from every president. The two issues that I absolutely am most concerned about, it's like my friend Zach said. He said, you know what? I'm for Trump, and I'll tell you why. He said, because the number one issue we have is borders, from the virtual to the real. And if Trump did nothing else but solve that issue, nothing else, if I didn't get anything else I wanted, like the defunding of Planned Parenthood or some of the regulations that I dislike pulled back, like Dodd-Frank, if he just did that, radical Islam... And the economy in terms of the regulations and dealing with the debt are the two biggest issues. And I am looking for somebody who not only is willing to call out the enemy and name their location truthfully and not consider ISIS being the sole focus. ISIS is just one brand on the shelf of Islam. If you go into your grocery store, there's like a million different types of raisin bran. ISIS is just one brand that you can buy of raisin bran. But it's all the same thing. They're all bad. They're all bad. I don't like raisins. And you know what? I'm glad I chose raisin bran because it gets soggy. That's never been that's never been my cereal. Okay. I like like frosted mini wheats. I like something some something I can crunch into, something deep with substance. Something's gonna hold up. That's the kind of cereal I like. Like some shredded wheat. And I love you all. Thank you for sharing this time with me. This time next week, we're going to be talking about some results with South Carolina and Nevada. Thank you all for sharing this time with me. AndreaKShow.com. At AndreaKShow is my Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Let's keep this conversation rolling. And I hope you all have a great rest of your night and a great rest of your week. Love you. Love you.